0: In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of 1 Samuel, looking at 1 Samuel chapter 9. If you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read beginning in verse 1. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bechoreth, son of Ephiah, a Benjamite, a man of wealth. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to Saul his son, Take one of the young men with you, and arise and go look for the donkeys. And he passed through the hill country of Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalishah, but they did not find them. And they passed through the land of Sha'alim, but they were not there. Then they passed through the land of Benjamin, but did not find them. When they came to the land of Zuth, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us go back, lest my father ceases to care about the donkeys and becomes anxious about us. But he said to him, Behold, there is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes true. So let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should go. Then Saul said to his servant, But if we go, what can we bring the man? For the bread in our sacks is gone, and there is no present to bring the man of God. What do we have? The servant answered Saul again, Here I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver, and I will give it to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let us go to the seer. For today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And Saul said to his servant, Well said, Come, let us go. So they went to the city where the man of God was. And as they went up the hill to the city, they met young women coming out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? They answered, He is. Behold, he is just ahead of you. Hurry, he has come just now to the city, because the people have a sacrifice today on the high place. As soon as you enter the city, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat till he comes, since he must bless the sacrifice. Afterwards those who are invited will eat. Now go up, for you will meet him immediately. So they went up to the city, and as they were entering the city, they saw Samuel coming out toward them on his way to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send to you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be prince over my people Israel. He shall save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have seen my people, because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord told him, Here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He it is who shall restrain my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, where is the house of the seer? And Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. "'Go up before me to the high place, for today you shall eat with me, "'and in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is on your mind. "'As for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, "'do not set your mind on them, for they have been found. "'And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? "'Is it not for you and for your father's house?' "'Saul answered, Am I not a Benjamite from the least of the tribes of Israel?' And is not my clan the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then have you spoken to me this way? Then Samuel took Saul and his young man and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited, who were about thirty persons. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I gave you, of which I said to you, put it aside. So the cook took up the leg and what was on it and set them aside for Saul. And Samuel said, See what was kept is set before you. Eat, because it was kept for you until the hour appointed, that you might eat with the guest. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. And when they came down from the high place into the city, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof, and he lay down to sleep. Then at the break of dawn, Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Up, that I may send you on your way. So Saul arose, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to pass on before us, and when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while that I may make known to you the word of God. In this section of 1 Samuel, we get an up-close look at God at work. We see him working in the circumstances and the people in the story to bring about his will and to bless his people. And I think the first thing that we need to see here is that God is absolutely willing to guide us in any circumstance. In verse 6, Saul and his companion knew that they could go see the man of God and find out what was going on with their lost donkeys and with his father and all those things. And so they were eager to go see him. They wanted to seek God's guidance in this situation. And we too need to be willing to seek God's guidance in our daily lives. Far too often, we give in to the temptation to make our own choices without any help or guidance or direction from God, and then only seek His help once we've made a mess of the situation. But in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, we're told that God will make our path straight. We don't have to wander around and zigzag through life. We can make a straight journey from here to eternity with Him if we just follow His directions. Proverbs eight seventeen says that if we seek God and his guidance, we will find him. And Psalm 48, verse 14 lets us know that God's not there just sometimes, but he will be there for us and with us to the end. When Jesus preaches the Sermon on the Mount in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 7, it's recorded that he says, if we ask, seek, and knock, God will answer. We will find God and be able to benefit from his guidance and direction through this life. And I think most of us like that idea, but we kind of want to dictate the terms in which God does that. And what we see in this story and most stories in the Bible is that God is working in the background through second causes, through his providence to bring about the results that he wants to. He's not forcing people to do things against their will. He's working in the midst of their daily lives and using those circumstances to accomplish what he wants. And what God does for Saul in this story is to put people in his life. that can direct him toward what God has called him to do. At this point in the story, Saul doesn't even realize he's going to become king of Israel. But God is at work in Saul's circumstances and in the people that Saul comes in contact with to nudge him in that direction and give him an opportunity to submit to God's will. Just look at some of the people that Saul comes in contact with and how they direct him toward the place where God wants him to be. First of all, his father loses his donkey, and he had servants. He had people he could send out, but he sent his son Saul to look for these donkeys. Then when they can't find them, the servant that was with Saul suggests that they go and see Samuel. When they get near the town, they run into a young lady who tells them exactly where to find Samuel and how he should go about connecting with him. And then as Saul approaches the city, Samuel is coming out at the very same time, and they have a chance encounter, or so it seems. But Saul has just met the man that is going to give him the answer to his questions, and Samuel has just met the man that God has directed him to. Each of these people played a vital role, and if at any point Saul had not listened to the help that was being provided to him, he may have ended up being in a very different place. But God worked in the circumstances and with the people to bring about what he wanted to see done. For us, I think we're too quick sometimes to make judgments about people and dismiss them from our lives or accept them in with little to any thought about how God might be working in these relationships. For most of us, as we grew up, our parents were steering us toward God and trying to keep us on that path. God put us in the lives of those parents and instructed those parents in the way that they should raise a child. Now, certainly not every parent follows those instructions and not every child takes the teaching that they're given. But it's God's desire to work in the family, to raise and nurture future disciples and followers of his. But God also gives us friends and have people come into our lives that befriend us and and help us, help us to see ourselves better and help us to see things that are important as we grow spiritually and physically. If we choose the wrong friends or listen to the wrong people, we may be led astray. But if we listen to the people that God has put there, they'll help keep us on the path. Sometimes they're absolute strangers, just like in the story here with Saul. We run across people who say things to us that if we're paying close attention and know enough about what God has already revealed to us, we can make connections that help us stay on the right path. And sometimes those may be delivered in warm and charming ways. Other times they may be delivered to us in hateful and mean ways, but there's still a message we need to hear so that we stay on the path that God wants. Notice here that God never stopped Saul from making his own choices, but knowing the heart of Saul, he gives him choices and opportunities that lead him or guide him in the direction he wants. Saul doesn't understand how it's all going to come together, but he's certainly able to look back later and see that God was at work from the time he left home to the time he met Samuel. And in the same way, God doesn't take away our free will. He allows us to make choices every day. We can choose to love him or hate him. We can choose to obey him or reject his will. But because God is so powerful, Because God is the sovereign of the universe, he can take all of our decisions, the good ones and the bad ones, and bring about the good results that he wants in the world. Just think about how the tone has shifted in these last two chapters as God talks about Israel wanting a king. Back in chapter 8, verse 7, God told Samuel, Israel has rejected me as king. In chapter 9, verse 16, God says, I'm going to lead you to the man that will deliver Israel from the Philistines. In the last episode, we talked about chapter 8 and the bad motives and, and bad processes that Israel was going through to get a king. But because God knew they wouldn't stop until they had one, he gave them one that would lead them into battle and defeat the Philistines. God used their choice to bring about good and even blessed his people as a result of his work within their circumstances. Here we see a fulfillment of what the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, where he lets his readers know that God works in every circumstance to bring about good for those who love the Lord. And if you go and look at the passage in Romans, you'll see that he doesn't promise them that everything will be good. He promises that God will work in the circumstances with the people to bring about good, no matter what the situation is, good or bad. Just like Saul in this story, we get to make choices every day about how we'll go through our day. But when we follow the direction of God through those choices, we end up being exactly where God wants. God can make good come about from our bad choices and our good choices, but the best experience, the fullest, richest experience with the most blessings come when we end up where God wants us to be because we followed His direction. We get to miss a lot of the pitfalls and the distractions, the temptations, and the sin that could end up leading us away from God. When we align our choices with God's will, we get to experience life and experience it to the full. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.